punk rock, street trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Hello, listeners and listeners. You're listening to Wastelands, and I'm Adam Obscene. And with me, as always, is the mighty Mark and Mark. Hello, Adam Epstein. Hello, Lawson. It's good to be with you. I've got the giggles because Adam, before we hit roll, just farted into the microphone and it was hilarious. Hey, hey, we're doing punk. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, we're punk doing rock. We're doing punk and that and there's nothing more punk than farting into a microphone. <laughs> 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 oh, Lawson. Oh, I did not expect that. Fuck me. Uh, Lawson, as we... Uh, Midstream of talking about uh, <laughs> <laughs> punk rock uh, uh, compilation royalty punk and disorderly, um, we're actually this full disclosure. We're doing this in a batch um, in one session on a Sunday because um, Marco is going to be offline for the next couple of weeks. So where um, we thought, well, this is some, this is a compilation series that we've been meaning to. Um, talk about and what better sure. than to just do a back-to-back midstream so if we get uh, over the next couple of weeks if we seem like we're getting more and more silly every episode it's just because we're a little bit more delirious uh, for sure uh, end of disclosure punk and disorderly number two further charges discuss discuss the second and middle child of the punk and disorderly Compilation Trilogy, uh, again, released in 1982 on Anagram Records. Uh, Also, I think Virgin Records might have had a little bit of something to do with this one. Um, Again, it was compiled by Theo Chalmers, who worked for Anagram Records, and Phil Langham, this one. Uh, I don't have a lot of information about him. Oh, hang on. Yes, I do. He's a bass player in the band The Dark. The Dark. So, yeah, so he does have a, a, a pedigree in the rock and roll scene. So it hit the streets in September 82, which was in the thick of it. It was mm-hmm. in the thick of it. So um, I think the previous one came out. And it's like that we maybe incorrectly, okay. like, I think okay. you know, it's only a couple of months after, isn't it? Because of yes. March 82, the first one came out. So they quickly yes, did. pulled this together. That's right. So this came out pretty much back to back. Um, and again, Ad, uh, should we talk about the uh, track listing and who's on it? Or do we want to uh, pull it apart a little bit more before we go in? I just want to just, just a couple of pointers before we go blow by blow is that um, this album really does tread the same path as the first one. They got the formula right and mm-hmm. they've stuck with that formula. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is going to be about full disclosure again. In our shared history, we kind of got a little bit confused out of the three, and uh, and we were always under the misconception that this was the third one. <laughs> yeah, um, because this was the latest, the later one. So we don't have as much of a connection with this one as the first and the third. Um, yeah, that's right. We got the first this- and the third together. Yeah, or within it, and then this one came later, but by no means any less enjoyable. And if anything, we just rounded out the set a lot better. So, um, 
but yeah, again, lots of uh, record co- individual re- independent record companies contributing their tracks to this Fallout Records, Flick Knife Records, mm-hmm. Jetty Sounds, Jungle Records, No Future Records, Right City again, um, Subversive Records, Clay Records, and Disorder yep. Records. Like literally, the pedigree of those independent record companies are only surpassed by the pedigree of the bands. A lot of repeat offenders, few mm-hmm. new. Um, entries into the mix. So, again, we start off side one of record two, track one, where we finished on yeah. side two, last track <laughs> of record one um, yeah. with GBH, which I think is genius. I think it's, it's, it's genius. genius. Yeah, F- Finish strong with GBH at the end of the first compilation and pick it up straight, straight off side one. Song one, Sick Boy by GBH, which is a classic of theirs, probably a lot because of the exposure it got on being side, you know, side one, track one on this compilation. Um, classic, classic, classic. Um, the Expelled Dreaming. Uh, I, I, I can't remember a lot about this song, as what do you do? You have much about the Expelled? Uh, except for the first time I heard it, I thought it was Vice Squad. <laughs> oh yeah, because they sure. have because of the um the the lead the lead singer. Um, being of that of that agenda persuasion, um, but look, it's just it is. It's not. It's not like a killer, as in no. it's, it's. It's just actually a really lovely um, connection <laughs> between the first track and the third track, which is the expelled. I um, mean, no, sorry, the insane, insane with um, El Salvador, which yeah, which sort of uh, hits that kind of like political sense at the time, which was happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a breakout from um, what the, the British politics that they were, you know, known known for singing about, or these compilations were yeah, known for going leaning international, on because national sort of like flavors starting to be introduced. Yeah, yeah, and we, we we must remember that you know when these compilations were coming out and when these bands were writing these songs, they were deep in satirism and deep in. Um, Cold War as well. Like the, these guys were writing and recording under that very real at the time shadow of um, nuclear, nuclear war. Nuclear war. And I think that this is like the Cuban Missile Crisis and the Falklands Wars and like and you know aggressive foreign po- foreign policy was all. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just about Thatcherism. Wasn't just about screwing their own people. <laughs> it was it was no. post colonial nastiness so um we you know and and it was lots to write about which you know it's always great when you have a conservative government because punk rock always does well um yeah one way system we spoke about them last episode but this is like the first Mm -hmm. entry of one way system into the series with um stab the judge yeah very poppy song i love one way system but a very poppy song for a pretty brutal anti-authoritarian message right yeah, yeah, yeah. Stab the judge. It's like you can yeah, be dancing sure. on the spot. Stab the judge. You know you want her. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry about yep. that rendition. That was great. Uh, mm-hmm. Then, funnily enough, you go from like stab the judge with one way system in with then with into court martial with um got to get out. Yeah, love that. Well, well, well done, Theo Chalmers. Um, then action packed with London bouncers. There you go. And then the dark, which, funnily enough, yeah. you know, well, the must- here's the dark. The band I just mentioned, uh, Phil Langham, one of the fellow 
uh, compilers was the bass player in. So there he is, getting his getting his um, song on here. And then um, Violators with Gangland, and that rounds yep. out side one. That's side one. There we go. <clears throat> Into side B ads uh, for the, I believe, the second and only other American band on in the Punk and Disorderly trilogy. We've got Channel 3, I've Got a Gun, which is anthemic. Yeah, and like it's such a such an anthem, such an anthem. Like yeah. that, I. It's funny because, like I said, a lot of these songs we'd heard by the time we got onto this album because a lot of these singles made it onto other punk rock um, compilations, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I think that that's when you end up coming up with, um, you know, these tracks that. When you look through, the, like we say, these this is the originals for us, and then there's a lot of emulated compilations. But you find uh, being a compilation listener and collector through the through eighties UK eighty two that a lot of stuff pops back up, mm. and it might not be the sure. same recording, but you know, unfortunately, fortunately with this series, the quality is awesome. Unfortunately, with other series. Um, generally, you'll end up with some B-grade bootlegs of like live recordings and yeah. stuff like, and it gets a little bit hard to listen to. Like, but um, yeah, for sure. But well, that's why we're talking experience. about these this trilogy because it's just so good. It's top tier stuff. Um, so, Channel Three, I've got a gun. Goes into abrasive wheels with vicious circle. Look, mate, the listeners know by now after listening to the other episode that we absolutely adore abrasive wheels. Uh, then we have the enemy with fallen hero. Yep. Yep. Again, I don't know much about this one. This is one of the albums that I didn't listen. Well, I've listened to a a lot of, but never actually got my hands on. Um, and I guess it's sort of thing is it's like being the second child. It sort of is a, you know for us sort of like it's it, you can listen to and fill in, but we never poured over it. You know, like, no. but it's still when you think no. about, then you go into riot slash clone, death to humanity, the wall, hobby for a day, disorder again with fo- um, more more than fights. A razor head yeah. with shell shock, but this is the geniusness of the, the compilers. Is then you round out with mm-hmm. track sixteen on side two, where you started with track yeah. one on volume one with um, Vice Squad with Resurrection. Yep. So you got a so perfect you got a perfect package. Um, yeah. The artwork on this one keeps the same look. You know, we didn't mention the artwork in the last one except for it's got a very distinct image on the cover, but it does this great black and hot pink and black and white yeah. graphics. Yeah. Um, with this one, you still got the black and white graphics. You've got the black and the pink, but they've introduced a sort of a fluorescent. Never mind the bollock style yellow. So you know those mm. three, those three that that color combination of oh I'm knocking the bar and the it looks like I'm in an earthquake. Um, the the that color combination of hot pink, gratuitous pus yellow and black <laughs> and yeah. white is literally yeah. like that's synonymous with punk rock and that's what they've gone. So further charges, um, you know it's oh. it's it's an album and it's <clears throat> it's there. Yeah. The great thing about the artwork is, and having it on vinyl is like you, you can just. It, there's just so much to look at the, the street punks on the front, and the um, you know the obviously bland, urban, England uh, scene in the background. You know, it's like the most exciting thing to probably happen on that street in in quite a couple of decades has been um, has been those colourful punks sneering at a at a camera. And look, I, look, 
can we just like quickly dive into what's on this cover? Because I'm just looking at it now. Mm. How funny. It's great, isn't it? I've never realized this, but you've got these one, two, three, four, five, six punks just drinking beers. You know, one of them's got the Sid t-shirt on, studded. There's a lot of leopard skin. There's a lot of mohawks and jewel. But there's this funny dude scooting (laughs) around them in a white t-shirt with a suitcase, full square haircut with a record in a virgin records bag, looking at them like they just shat themselves. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which was dude. basically you before we hit roll. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's great. So isn't it? good. Like it's like it's like and there and then there's one dude that's sort of looking. All of them aren't really paying any attention to except the dude with the yellow mohawk, which he's sort of doing a lurchy sort of <laughs> middle finger salute to the. It's great, and uh, and there's so once you, this, this is the sort of album that you more you look at the more you see. But um, we'll absolutely, the cover is fantastic. I. On every one of these albums except the first one, I was obsessed with looking at their their boots, their Doc Martens and their army boots and stuff. Like I, um, it really inspired me to um, buy my first pair of Doc Martens for sure. And it, to me, it's the one bit of their fashion that still is um, wearable without too much throwback cringe. Is uh, their Doc Doc Martens and um, army boots? They, they'll always be fashionable in my mind. Yeah, um, and I think to this day I still wear Doc Martens and to work and a studded belt. So you know, like that's that's just that's what I do to keep it real. Um, keep it real. Unlike yeah, unlike I'm the dude who's skirting around the punks who's wearing like leather Florsham bloody um, yeah for sure loafers. for sure. Ugh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm into the uh, vegan Doc Martens now. They're they're very comfortable. I like slipping my foot into the back ass of a cow, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> Uh, saying that, this, that is the second episode of Poker Disorderly Further Charges. Uh, episodes so new and old can be found on wastelands.com.au. We're on all the socials at Wastelands Radio Show. Let us know what you think about this series by sending us an email at wastelandsradioshow at gmail.com. Um, and all that and stuff, mate. Um, we'll be back in a tick. We're going to look. We, we made a commitment to try and fit this into 15 minutes and that's what we're doing. The next episode will be number three in the series. We might have a little bit more to talk about that because we know it a little bit better. But right now, Mark, oh Mark, is there anything more you'd like to add? It's good night from me. Good night from him. Before you say another word. It's a Like this. Give me the pearl and your life may be spared.